Welcome to another episode of the Trusted Advisor podcast and video series powered by the Retail Solutions Providers Association. I'm Jim Roddy back with you again. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a special quick take episode of the pod where for about 20 or 25 minutes, we feature an RSP member who will speak at Retail Now 2021. And if you're not familiar with Retail Now, it's the Retail IT Channel's number one trade show, education conference and networking event scheduled this year for July 25th through 27th in person, human beings in 3D at the Gaylord Opryland in Nashville. Retail Now will feature more than 20 education sessions and dozens of expert presenters, including today's guest. Chelsea Paulson is the Chief Operating Officer, EOS Implementer, and Culture Strategist for Keystone Group International. Chelsea's probably best known in her industry for her 13 years at RSPA reseller member, North Country Business Products, where she serves as HR Director and because she's a past chair of the RSPA board. Chelsea, always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for having me, Jim. Happy to be here. Yeah, great uh, talking with you today and can't wait to see you in a few weeks uh, at, at Retail Now. So um, I'm, I'm hoping you can help me out with something here, not just sharing content with our audience, but I'm using these pre-Retail Now interviews as practice for when I meet people in person because I'm a little rusty with it. So I guess just in general, like, how are you doing? Uh, and so I know you, you left North Country uh, for Keystone about a year ago. So I guess if you can update me and our listeners, how's that going? And uh, if you can educate everybody on what Keystone does exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a really, really great transition. I loved working at North Country. I told the whole company when I left that I never woke up a day thinking that I did not want to come into work. So it had nothing to do with that and everything to do. And I kept saying, it's not you, it's me. That's why I'm leaving. And I just wanted to follow my passions and really dig into what gives me the most energy, which I realized within HR was around the people and around the culture at our company, but also around EOS, which is the Entrepreneurial Operating System, which I'll be talking about um, and doing a panel on at Retail Now. Um, we implemented that at North Country, and I just saw the, the substantial impact that it had on our leadership team and then on our whole organization. And so between that and the culture and just really developing and, and reinvigorating the culture and developing the people. Um, I realized that's what I wanted to spend all of my time doing. And so that's how I found Keystone. And it just happens to be that at Keystone, we focus on EOS implementation from so business strategy, culture strategy, and people strategy. Um, so it, it was truly like this company just came down from the heavens to me and said, here's your perfect company and your perfect position just for you. Um, so after couple of years of really thinking it through and where I wanted to go. This is this is where I ended up and could not be happier. Um, I get to work with companies every day, small to mid-sized businesses that are good and want to be great. You know, we really are trying to help people make that leap to the next level, break through that proverbial ceiling to, to really get to the next level and become a really great company in regards to their strategy and their culture and their people. Great. Well, I'm happy that you're happy. And I'm also, you know, for folks who don't know you, I mean, you and I go back I get more than a decade now, yes. uh, I guess yeah. at this point. And so I got to see all the work that you put in, all the practice, all the studying, all the engagement. All, and so that really is at the root of all this passion. It wasn't just like you woke up one day and said, I want to do this. Like there is a lot of foundation that you built uh, in order to jump into where you are right now, if, if I'm Absolutely. explaining that correctly. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it was a good training ground for me for, for my years and years at North Country and the work I've done with the RSPA and, and helping out there. And it's it's years of learning and listening and connecting and networking. And, you know, you can't do this in a vacuum. It takes it takes a it takes a village. So I've really taken that approach with me. And and when I work with our clients, it's it's a group approach. You know, it's not me coming in and saying, here's what you need to do. It's no, where are we at? How do we how do we move things forward? And that's just how I've operated and how I get to operate all the time. Wonderful. Well, I've always said, Chelsea, that you were the number one HR speaker in our industry and no one ever argued with me, right? In, in all no. the years that I've been saying that. So. Because no, uh, I was the only one. So that's. that's well, okay. no, no. <laughs> no, that's not true. The other HR speakers are like, hey, what am I? Like, what's going on? But no, uh, everybody yeah. knows that, again, you really put in the work and, and super passionate about it. So let's talk about retail now this year. So you're moderating a session that's part of the executive education track, and your session's titled Best Practices for Gaining Real Traction Towards Your Goals and Business Growth. And you're going to focus on, like you said, the entrepreneurial operating system, EOS. So can you give us a sneak preview for that session? Like, who's going to be part of your panel? What are some of the topics you plan to cover? Anything you want to share uh, to educate? get our audience on what you'll be talking about at the show. Yeah, so the entrepreneurial operating system is really just a framework in which to run your business. So it gives simple tools to use to run your business, communication tools, accountability, transparency, all of these things that businesses need to help get them to the next level. And like I said, we implemented this in North Country in 2017, and I saw the impact that it had. And so I thought, what better way to help the members of, of RSPA understand just some simplistic, simple things that they can implement into their businesses, you know, in learning this directly from other members who have been there, done that, that are similar to them. It's resellers that, that have came up through the ranks. Um, Jim Freed is the, the CEO and um, president of North Country Business Products. So just proof that I left on good terms that he's willing to sit on the panel with me. And so he's grown up in the, in the POS industry. Um, North Country acquired the company he worked for in 2005. And so he's been with North Country ever since then. And then got promoted obviously to our CEO. Um, and then Stephen Enfield from POS Supply he also has grown up in the industry, started his own company, um, POS Supply, 20 years ago. And uh, him and I also um, heard about EOS from the retail now in 2011. I think it was in Orlando. Um, and Tom Bauer was there talking about EOS. And so we were both introduced to it at the same time. And then he's implemented it several years ago now. And so between Tom, myself, and Jim, we just want to help educate um, the members on what EOS is, but not necessarily they have to go back and implement EOS. It's what tools, tips, tricks can you take back to help get your companies to the next level? Where are you struggling and where can some of these things kind of plug in and help get the businesses to, again, going from good to great? Wonderful. And if memory serves me right, Tom Bauer spoke at Retail Now maybe a year or a year and a half after he had spoken at an Inspire event and introduced some of the EOS principles. That's I know right. a lot of resellers embraced it then. And I always tell people that that concept is the one that I hear the most from successful resellers that they say, boy, this really changed my business yeah. for the better. So that's what I like. You're not just talking about EOS in general. You're going to talk about, like you said, a couple resellers who have been there, done that before. So they'll be able to speak yeah. in a real world uh, situations with the yep. audience, if I'm understanding that correctly. Exactly, exactly. Got it. So I'm, I've never been part of an EOS organization, like personally work for it. But when I worked for Jameson Publishing, which was a parent company of Business Solutions Magazine, our owners were a couple of very disciplined entrepreneurs who established and lived through their own 
operating system. But it seems to me like that's a rarity. You know, it seems like most of these organizations, most SMBs are run too loose for their own good, right? They're repeating mistakes. They have inconsistent processes if they have processes yeah. at all. And then of course they end up with very inconsistent outcomes or falling short of where they want. So I guess my question is, where do you, what do you feel are the biggest obstacles for VARs and ISVs and really any SMB for them to embrace and establish an effective operating system inside their organization? What, what do they have to overcome and what can we do to make it less rare? Yeah, so the main, you're, you're, you hit it right on, is that they're run very loosely and there's just not the follow through and accountability that these companies need to really embrace an operating system or they'll pick a few things from here and a few things from here because there's all kinds of different operating systems that you could use to run your business on and I'm not saying EOS is the best, I'm just saying pick one and stick with it. And I I was introduced and, and fell in love with EOS, and so that's what I implement. But there's other operating systems out there that can work just as well. It's just pick one and stick with it. But then where uh, I see resellers having issues with this is that generally the owner of the company is the founder of the company, and they started it because they're entrepreneurial. Their mindset, their mentality, just how they operate is very entrepreneurial, which in the EOS world, we call them the visionaries of the organization. Visionaries are big picture, forward thinking. They really they handle all the big relationships in, in the company, maybe the vendor relationships. And so they're the they're the visionary. They're the kind of the guiding light of the company. Most of the time, visionaries, I'd say 90, 97% of the time, visionaries are not structured. They're not process people. They can't pull the pieces together to make things click and operate in the way they should be. Creating processes and following processes is the last thing that they want to be doing. And so we need this person that we call an integrator that really pulls all the pieces of the company together and helps move things forward. So we say the visionary is coming in with, you know, 20 new ideas every day and throwing everyone else off track because of all these new ideas they have. And the integrator is kind of filtering through those and not letting them get to all the employees unless it's the right idea or the best idea that we should be moving forward with. So having that kind of integrator person in your company is really important if you are that visionary type. And then, but only 50% of companies really have the visionary. And so if you don't have that, you can still be visionary. Your team is the visionary component then, not the individual. And so then it's just, you know, realizing, okay, as, a, as the integrator of this company, what do I need to do? What, what kind of things do I need to believe in and understand and comprehend and integrate into our company to make us successful and then stick to it? <laughs> so it's that consistency follow through of, of maintaining it. Um, and then sometimes, you know, bringing in someone like myself that can really help hold them accountable to that. And that's where you can be successful implementing on your own, but you have to know if you have the right personality and characteristics to be able to do that or not, or if you need some outside accountability to help move that process forward. Yeah. And it sounds like it's all in that team building approach and recognizing how people are different. If you just have a whole bunch of visionary, entrepreneurial, let's give this a shot, you're not going to have consistency at the same time. If you, all you have for those folks who are integrators, I wrote it down, um, there, you know, you need to have a, a mix of the two. I always use a phrase for the integrator, operationally inclined. So some people are operationally inclined and some people are like, what systems? Why should I write that down? Right. They don't even, it doesn't even cross their mind in order to do that. So it sounds like what you're saying is you have to recognize somebody inside your organization, recognize where you're strong, recognize where you're not, partner with somebody in order to get somebody who's that 
again, operationally inclined, somebody can can really integrate and build systems, if I'm understanding that right. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, sometimes people think, oh, well, the integrator has to be the president of the company. It doesn't have to be. It can be nope. any, like you said, it's anyone who's operationally inclined, anyone who really believes and understands processes and creating them and creating structure around them and then actually getting it out and, and shared with everyone in the organization and then followed by everyone in the organization. So it's a, it, there's a process to implementing processes and this person has to really, you know, believe in that and hold true to that to really make it happen. Yep, and you remember Abby Sorensen at uh, Business yep. Solutions Magazine. We brought her on board, and she was very much operationally inclined, and she built all the systems for our events. So she was on the job days, right, when she started to do that, but yep. being able to put those things together. Yeah, so don't shortchange somebody and think that it's only limited to a certain position. So just have to take a quick pause here, Chelsea, before we get back to some more questions, and thank our sponsors who support the RSP community and make this podcast and video series possible. Our platinum sponsors are Blue Star and Shift 4 Payments. Our gold sponsors are Heartland and ScanSource. And to receive the benefits of an RSP membership or RSP sponsorship, email membership at GoRSPA org. Okay, so uh, we were talking about the EOS. You mentioned about the book Traction by Gino Wickman, which I have a copy of right here if you're only listening to the audio part. I actually am holding up uh, the book uh, Traction. And so it's all about EOS. And I love the, the subtitle, Get a Grip on Your Business, which many people don't. And Chelsea, I wanted to share a few quotes from the book with you and then get your quick take as an EOS expert on these principles. So you ready to do that? Ready. All right, so this is like a quick take inside a quick take uh, podcast, so double quick take here. So uh, first one is, most entrepreneurs can clearly see their vision. Their problem is that they make the mistake of thinking that everyone else in the organization sees it too. Entrepreneurs must get their vision out of their heads and down onto paper. What's your take on that? Yeah, one of Gino's other comments that is the shorter version of that is vision without traction is hallucination. We need to have a plan of how we're going to get to our vision. So before we can share it with anyone else, we need to let everyone know how are we going to get there and then make sure we're sharing it with everyone in our organization so that we're all rowing the boat in the same direction. We're all moving you know, um, toward the same goals and we know how we're going to get there. And most importantly, how do I plug into this? as the you know a customer service representative or as a field technician or as a sales rep how do i plug into this vision that you have once i understand how i plug in i'm going to do everything i can to help out so set the vision but you need to get the traction toward that vision in order for anything to really come of it got it i love it it reminds me of a quote from the book execution execution is the missing link between aspirations and results you can talk and talk yeah. and talk but if you don't get that traction you don't execute it yep. just, it's a nice story. It's a nice goal. All right, second quote for you. Most leadership teams spend their time discussing the heck out of everything, but rarely solving anything. What's draining your energy is not having a lot of work to do. Rather, it's having unresolved issues. Yeah, our our tagline at Keystone is stop mowing dandelions. So you've, it's springtime right now. You go outside, you mow your grass, you mow over the dandelions. They're just going to keep popping back up, right? You got to dig down to the root of those dandelions to get rid of them for good. And so this is the whole concept behind what we call IDSing. So identify the issue, discuss the issue, and then solve the issue. But we're solving for what really matters, what's at the root of the issue, not just putting some Band-Aid fixes around it, hoping that it's going to go away. And then when we solve these really deep-rooted issues, 
we find all of these other issues just go away because we solve for this root issue. So it's keeping track of the issues, number one, having a place where you keep these in the back of your head is, is not the place to keep them. We need to be clearly stated, here's our issues list that at some point we need to solve these issues and then really digging down deep and, and solving for the root of them and not just the, the Band-Aid fixes. Got it, I, I love quit mowing uh, dandelions. Uh, yeah. Can I tell you a quick story? If you don't mind, yeah. this goes back to my uh, operations day. So I'll, I'll tell as quick as I can. So uh, Jameson Publishing had a sister company. We ended up doing this whole merger of, of the teams and all that. So our operations teams ended up getting together. And so we started attending these meetings and I intentionally wanted to be more in the background because I didn't want to just be like some bla you know, blathering loudmouth and they're like, you should do it this way, you should do it this way. But I noticed after the first couple of meetings, we had this list of old agenda items that we needed to get done. And it would always end with talking, talking, talking. Well, so-and-so is really busy. So I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. And after a couple of meetings, I was like, isn't that always going to be the reason? Like, have we ever gone to a point yep. where you're not busy, I'm not busy, somebody's not busy? Like, we have to draw a line in the sand. Like, we've got to get these things solved by a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I would always drink Diet Dr. Pepper um, during uh, these meetings, maybe because I liked it, maybe to stay awake, you know, a little yeah. bit of both. And I said, like, I want to do a shot of Diet Dr. Pepper whenever we cross something off that list. Well, the next meeting we have something, got it done, cross it off the list. I'm like, I'm doing a shot of Diet Dr. Pepper, like pouring <laughs> into the cap and doing the shot of it. But then it got to the point of any time we took something off the list, I would be like raising my glass, like, hey, everybody, let's do a shot yeah. here as well. So it was a little silly, but it was one of those things of like my nervous system was just going off. Like we can't keep kicking the can down the road and say wow. everybody's busy, right? It seems like you need inside your organization a PDR person directly responsible, and then a deadline. And that person's got to get something yep. done by a certain date. So yep. I you see want it to be cohesive. You don't want to just do this over here and this over here because it's not all going to make sense. So it's having back to that vision first. What's yep. our main vision? And then how do these other pieces plug and play into this to make it make sense to actually move us in the direction we're going to? Got it. Very good. Uh, next quote, really short one, uh, one sentence. Nothing can be fine-tuned until it's first consistent. Yeah, so consistency is everything. Consistency with your employees, consistency with your leaders, consistency with yourself. Um, people need to know what to expect. And within EOS, we talk about there's kind of six key components of any business and getting each one of those components, we say to an 80% level. We're not shooting for perfection. We don't need 100% strong in each of these. And most companies are around 20 to 40%. So we look at our, our people components. So getting the right people in the right seats and being consistent with how we hire people, how we fire people, how we promote people. I mean, that's a huge consistency that we need to have in our organizations. People are, are everything. Yes, we have to have our products. Yes, we have to have our customers. But if you don't have the people to deliver that, how are you going to get there? Um, processes. We've talked about processes, being consistent, first creating a process and then being consistent with how we follow it. Um, you can't fine tune a process until you have it documented and people actually using it to know what works, what doesn't work. Um, data. What data are we tracking and how regularly are we looking at it? What goals are we trying to hit with our data? You can't change and say, well, we need to get better here or we need to lower this until you know what the data is and you have some trends to look at and be consistent with looking at that data. So those are just a few examples of how consistency can really move a business forward when we're looking at the right things. Yeah, there's also a concept, and I guess I learned this the hard way and see if you agree with this, is the first time you do something, it's going to take a really, really long time to do because you're figuring yeah. it out. 
But if along the way you're writing down what you're doing, the next time you do it, it's going to take less time because you're referring to something, you're fine-tuning it along the way. You do yeah. it again, you're fine-tuning it along the way. You actually get to a point where to do that thing for whatever the number is out there, depending on how complex it is, the fifth time or the tenth time or whatever, it takes a fraction of the time. And your productivity can go up immensely because you're not doing any figuring out or guessing or going back in. You're really building up that whole process and it ends up becoming second nature to you. So I guess have you seen yeah. that as well, either lived it yourself or seen that in, in organizations you work with? Yeah, exponentially. And so you look at things like creating processes. This can take a long time of really digging in and understanding what do we do today? Well, we have eight people in sales and each of these eight salespeople have a different process for how they go about this. So it's pulling everything together and understanding it. But once we get a process identified of this is the base process, not to say you can't do other things within there, but this is a base process that we want you to follow. It just, it becomes easier and easier and easier. Yeah, the first few times the new sales reps have to use this, they're gonna complain and moan and groan about it. But after they do it a few times, they start to get consistent with it. It becomes second nature and it becomes more of a habit, more of a routine for them than it is something, you know, out of the blue that was, you know, we're making them do differently. Yeah, free up your mind to think about the big stuff as opposed to thinking about everything and, and yeah. forgetting about it. And then it was also, you can do different better, but you can't do different worse than yeah. the standard, right? Build your creativity on top of it, but you don't have to build your creativity and in, into everything. So, all right, so this final quote, I think is super appropriate because we're talking about you presenting these concepts at, uh, at a conference. So it says, don't think that your company will get better simply because you've read this book or attended a conference. You need to still do the work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, learning is everything. We need to we need to read the books. We need to listen to podcasts. We need to go to conferences to learn because you don't know what you don't know. So these are all important things that need to happen. But then what? And so my what I always tell people, what I've been trying to do myself because I'm an avid learner. And I love podcasts and books and, and all of that is to take one or two things from everything that I read or listen to or go to or conversations that I have one or two things that are actionable that will make an impact on my life, my business, my clients, whatever I'm doing to make things better. And if you just go into that mindset of, I'm just going to come out of this with one or two things that can actually move the needle, then you're going to start moving the needle. But the, the work isn't going to the conference. The work isn't going and listening to a book. The work is what comes after that. And the more of these little nuggets we can take and piece together and create into what we want them to be, the greater output it's going to be and, and the more value it's going to have to, to us and our businesses. And so I think it's understanding that and kind of like we were talking about before, things become routine after a period of time. And so we implement one of the most powerful tools within EOS is the, the weekly level 10 meetings um, that we prescribe um, companies to do. And at first it's really clunky and it's hard and it seems awkward. But after you get in this routine, it becomes like second nature and it's just this well-oiled machine. And so you put in the work up front and then it just becomes routine and doesn't become difficult anymore to do. And so it's it's just getting to that point. And, and I was listening to a podcast and had uh, about habit forming and that it's much easier to form habits if you can relate or feel an emotion to something. And so if you can feel like you're moving things along, if you can feel like you're making progress, it can be very, very small. But if you can feel that, it's gonna keep you hooked. Or if you're not seeing progress, you're not seeing results, you're gonna say, oh, gone with it. And so it's really just creating that consistency and then and seeing, okay, how am, I, how am I feeling about this? How is this going? What progress am I seeing? What results are we seeing? And then that's going to 
keep you hooked and, and moving forward. Yeah, and once you get the cadence where that becomes comfortable for you, when you get into a meeting that doesn't have that L10 or into a process where people are just winging it, then you're going to feel it in a different kind of way. Your nervous exactly. system's going to go up like, yeah, how come nobody's taking notes? How come nobody's saying who's responsible for yes. something? Like that was unclear direction. Yes, which becomes reinforcement of, oh, that's right. That's why we implemented this a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, because now our meetings are so much more effective and productive than than they were before. Fabulous. Well, Chelsea, it was great to talk with you, and I really can't wait to see you uh, in person in Nashville. Uh, uh, really, really I'm, looking forward to it. I am very much looking forward to Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Well, that does it for this quick take episode of the Trusted Advisor. We hope you enjoyed our discussion. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the RSP YouTube channel and the Trusted Advisor podcast so you never miss an episode. And be sure to register for Retail Now 2021, July 25th through 27th at the Gaylord Opry Land in Nashville, which will feature a diverse high-tech expo hall, plenty of networking opportunities, and several great edu education sessions, including best practices for gaining real traction toward your goals and business growth, led by Chelsea Paulson. For all the details, visit the show website at gorspa.org forward slash retail now. Before we go, big thanks again to Chelsea for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thanks also to RSP marketing manager Chris Arnold for his production work, Joseph McDade for our music, and last but not least, thanks so much to you for listening. Our goal at the RSPA is to accelerate the success of our members in the point-of-sale ecosystem by providing knowledge and connections. For more information, visit our website at gorspa.org. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, everybody.